You've reached Miss Confidentiality, where non-professional is professional advice. Hey lovelies, welcome to Miss Confidentiality, where a master's student in counseling psychology sits down with a surprise guest each week to discuss entries surrounding lust or love. Today we have a clinical social worker on who provides one-to-one psychotherapy in her professional life and is a young newlywed in her personal life. So welcome, Sinead. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Now, never a fan of wasting time, let this quickie begin. All right, so today our entry is from Lauren, who is 27 years old and lives in Scarborough, Ontario, and is recently engaged. She writes, Hi, Miss Confidentiality. I've been with my boyfriend since high school, and we recently got engaged. We were really surprised when all of our friends seemed really unsupportive. Most of the comments were about our age and how we're going to become that boring old couple. Anyways, I've been taking them quite well, but I can see it's left my boyfriend wondering. Do you think there is such a thing as getting married too young? All right, Shanae, so you're a newlywed, so I'm going to let you go first in regards to your personal advice. Okay. I don't know. I don't I don't think that there's too young of an age to get married. What does that mean? Right? In terms of too young? Right? Being too young. What mm-hmm. does that mean? You know, everyone's life looks different. Yeah. Um, at tw- for, for me personally, at 25 years old, I, I finished my master's. I was mm-hmm. working full time. Mm-hmm. I was done all of those, those major like life. Like life skills, monumental yeah. moments. Yeah. So for me at 25, I was, I was, I felt like I was a mature mm-hmm. adult. I, I knew what I wanted mm-hmm. from my life moving forward. And my now husband and I, we made a decision to, to get married. And I think mm-hmm. everyone's life and everyone's journey is different. So are you saying that you think the too young is more dependent on where that person is in terms of like life steps? So for instance, you finished your master's, you guys kind of were already in the mm-hmm. career, there's really, as you kind of put, like, there's nothing else to do that's a huge step in terms of getting yourself ready for marriage. So yeah. is it more around, like, what have you accomplished so far versus your age in I think terms of marriage? A, I think it's a mix of what I've accomplished so far mm-hmm. and emotional maturity, mm-hmm. right? So I think you can you can complete your master's and, you know, buy a house and do all these things. Mm-hmm. You can still be emotionally immature. Yeah. Right, so that also is a huge piece too. You don't, if you're not emotionally, if you're not ready mm-hmm. for to make such a huge decision as to get married, mm-hmm. then no, you, you shouldn't get married. No, maybe you're not ready for, you know, mm-hmm. maybe you're not ready for marriage, because the reality is, you can be in your forties and still be emotionally yeah. immature, and yeah. and you shouldn't be getting married regardless. Mm-hmm. But there's an expectation now. Oh, I'm too old. Mm-hmm. I, now I need to get married. So. I think that that's a loaded question because age is relative. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. But, okay, so what about if somebody, because what I'm thinking is I feel the same way in terms of I'm, like, I'm more looking at the perspective of somebody in their 20s, like, mid-20s upwards, where you're still young, but you're more mature than 18, 19, right? But what I would then throw to you is what about those 18, 19-year-olds who, you know, they've applied for university, they're working full-time, you know, it's not no summer camp job, like, mm-hmm. they're working, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, my opinion does shift when talking about somebody who's 18, 19. Yeah. Because I think about myself who's 18, 19, mm-hmm. still the same driven person that I am, still yeah, knew what I wanted true. out of life, 
But I emotionally, I was not ready to be mm. in a serious relationship. Mm. Emotionally, I wasn't ready to to understand what mm. being married actually means yeah. and the expectations that come with being married and the responsibilities that come with it. Mm-hmm. At 18, 19, I was just like, oh, marriage, that seems, you know, cute. Yeah. You can get a nice dress. It's going to be cute. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. That's just not reality. But mm-hmm. And then also, the, our brain isn't fully developed until we're 25, mm-hmm. right? So we can't even, scientifically, we can't make logical yeah. decisions at the mm-hmm. age of 19, 18, 19, mm-hmm. right? So I would say give it more time. But in our late 20s, I don't think it's too... Like, you kind of feel like you should be in a different space, is what you're saying. Like, you shouldn't be that same immature person who we're kind of given, like, a pass to at 18, 19. Like, it's okay that you're not emotionally developed, basically, right? Mm -hmm. But at 25, 26, there's a little bit more of an expectation that you should be a little bit further on. I don't know. I'm like, I feel like when I was younger, I... It was, it's weird. I feel like when I was younger, I thought I was more ready than when I got older. But I also mm. think I maybe aligns with what you're saying is at 18, 19, even 20, 21, honestly, you feel like you're ready. Like, it's kind of like, well, what's especially when I just finished university, like I had that year where it was literally like, OK, like what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm done my university. I have my degree. I'm starting my career. Like, what's popping? Like, where's my ring? Almost. Right. Mm-hmm. But now that I look back on it, I'm like, you you actually were not ready, mm-hmm. right? And I can't say it's for everybody, but I do kind of feel like it's for most. Mm-hmm. Only because I'm looking at even my friends around me where they're, where, as you said, I would consider them emotionally mature, but they still aren't quite there yet. And I don't yeah. know if it's because of the relationship they're in. I'm not sure if it's because of the situations they're going through. But I still almost feel like they're not ready and kind of going back to just her own situation she has friends and she hasn't said whether they're like single or in a relationship or engaged or married and for your own experience do you feel like that ever plays a part with just the friends around you like in terms of how they might see you in your marriage do you ever feel like it shifts between the single friend versus that friend who's in a relationship Mm -hmm. maybe i do think there's a shift and i do think there's a bit of an influence as well Mm -hmm. right um I remember having hearing a piece of advice from someone that said you should always have at least one friend who's doing better in life than you. And I, I was That's, like, what, okay, I was like, what does that mean? Like all my friends <laughs> what, what does that mean? We all suck. We're all stuck together. But I did it it and it speaks to the fact that we should always have a role model, someone mm-hmm. to aspire to be. I believe that. And look up to. And I didn't understand what that meant until mm-hmm. I had more life experience, until mm-hmm. I passed the age of 20 years old, and mm-hmm. I, I understood what, truly understood what he meant by that. Mm-hmm. Um, because the reality is, if you, if you, say your whole friend group is single, yeah. you have no one to mm-hmm. share you know, the, the, that experience of being in a relationship mm-hmm. with, and who, who if you, your single friends can't necessarily give you that solid advice of, you know, fight for your relationship. Yeah. And this is, you know, this is what you should expect in a marriage. And this mm-hmm. is what you should look up to. And this is what you should do. It's more, oh, let's go here. Let's mm-hmm. go enjoy single life. And that's not a fault to them. It's just that that's their experience. Yeah. And sometimes we fall guilty to by of chasing those experiences, mm-hmm. right? And wanting to be a yeah. part of that experience. Whereas if you mm-hmm. do have friends that you can look up to... Mm-hmm that are in a situation that you aspire to be in, yep. at least you have the opportunity to to want 
to do it and also yeah. work towards um, that thing that you aspire to be. So I do think your friends can influence that. Um, yeah. I, I'm just even thinking when you're saying that because I've never, I've never heard that saying. Like, I've never heard somebody say it. I, I've actually never had anybody say that to me, to be quite honest. But I, I actually look, like, when I'm thinking of my own personal, I guess, opinion or situation on things, I always have had that friend. And I was actually just telling um, my family earlier that I've known about four people who've gotten engaged mm -hmm. and friendships have broken down throughout their engagement. Mm -hmm. Like, really good friends of theirs have are no longer really good friends of, uh, of theirs anymore, right? Like, if for whatever... They all had different stories, but I feel like at the root of it, it, the similarity between those friends that had distanced themselves or fell off where they were in a different space in life. Mm -hmm. Like they were the single friend still, you know, um, and when you look at it, when you step back, depending on how you want to look at it, maybe not in modern society, but traditionally that friend who was engaged was a one step further than them mm -hmm. now in life. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like we're in that space anymore where we're able to like root for people almost. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I feel like back in the day, because marriage was like ideal, I guess, mm -hmm. I feel like people got engaged and it was like a, a kind of like a clap, right? It's like, congrats, mm -hmm. like, great, you're moving forward in life. Whereas now there's like a blurry line, I guess, around. It's like, oh, you're engaged? Yeah, like it's oh, just, exactly. Yeah. But even though I think deep down inside, people still do see it as a step further mm -hmm. in life. Like whether you believe in marriage or not, you still see it as like, a, even if it's just a more of a commitment from somebody, right? Yeah. Like they still do see it like that, but they're unable to process it. And like her friends maybe be supportive mm -hmm. because they're they, like, they're not ever reflecting on their own maybe jealousy, right? Or like mm -hmm. insecurities that might kind of come to light when you get see someone engaged. And I don't even care whether you believe in marriage or not. I think that can still spark something in somebody else's maybe relationship that's new or fresh yeah. or singlehood. Like, I still think it can, you know, like, just shake up your yeah. emotions kind of. And you, you know and what I mean? And you see, I also have seen where a lot of relationships have break, broken down mm -hmm. to where people have been together for a long periods of time. Yeah. And then people within their friend group are getting married. And exactly. that they're looking at their partner and they're like, hey, we've been together for five years. What Ex are we doing? Exactly. You know, exactly. and then that relationship eventually breaks down, right? So... I think seeing your friends enter into a new stage of life also mm. opens, you know, opens your eyes a mm. bit and allows you to actually face some exactly. of the expectations that you might have for your life. And even if you're just looking at it from that perspective, like, like, cause I genuinely look at it like that. I always, Shanae, Shanae's my friend. Shanae's, Shanae's my friend who's always doing better than me. But I've always, like, I've always, you know, like, I've always been like, yay. Like, I've always been like, yeah, I'm going to... Like, I actually remember getting into my master's program and saying to my partner, I'm like, yeah, I'm coming after Sinead. Like, I'm, <laughs> like I actually, like, said that out loud. So and his stupid. first reaction was, he's like, why the heck are you thinking about Sinead? Because I'm like, because, like, she has her shit together. Like, that's where I want to no, be I in don't. life. And it's not... And that's the thing. It's not that you're perfect, yeah. right? But it's, it's something where it's like, why are we not in that space where we're aspiring to be like our friends? Like, why are we not able to celebrate our friends and be like, yes, girl, you got that ring. I'm coming. I want, like, why are we not able to do that? Why? I, I, I just don't believe everybody is as modern as they like to think. Like, exactly. even though we live in this era where it's like marriage isn't the thing, which to each their own, I do believe some people still believe marriage is the thing. Yeah. And when you're seeing, like you said, because 
I don't know her friends group, but I'm sure she's had friends in that group who either had really long-term relationships, who, mm-hmm. like you said, had that guy who they thought, you know, they were going to be with. Even for the guy, same thing, vice versa, doesn't matter the gender. But the point is, their thing didn't necessarily work out the way they expected. And these guys kind of, like, got their stuff together, yeah. you know, getting engaged. So, as I said, I do... I, I just genuinely believe a lot more people like to say that they don't care about that stuff. And deep down inside, they do. Like of deep, deep down inside, those friends who end up getting engaged are like over the moon. And you're yeah. kind of like looking back to your own engagement where they're like, okay, like relax. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's just like yeah, they, they, I also they weren't that, there. I was also that person. Mm-hmm. especially I was also that person growing up that didn't believe in marriage. Like mm-hmm. I didn't believe in, I, I looked at it as something that was a negative thing. I didn't exactly. have a... Um, I that wasn't a healthy relationship mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily demonstrated to me growing up mm-hmm. so I didn't have I was always that person I was like I'm gonna get my condo yeah I might get a puppy mm-hmm. and maybe I to get do some artificial insemination <laughs> like I don't need a man I'm good <laughs> I don't want it but then I did a lot I had to be introspective right and yeah do a lot of healing in my own way and mm-hmm. a lot of self-reflective work because even when I got into the relationship I'm in now mm-hmm. I still had to do a lot of work exactly. and really unpack why I didn't have a healthy view of relationships mm-hmm. and I had so I think a huge piece of it too is like un- acknowledging your history and acknowledging mm-hmm. maybe some trauma yeah. as well and, and acknowledging how your own challenges and experiences can impact your friendships and yeah. and cause you to not be supportive of your friends that mm. are moving forward in life. And this is pretty much like telling Lauren to do her thing. Exactly. Pretty, like, do your, do thing, your thing. And <laughs> your man, who's, you know, kind of a little bit impacted by everyone's negativity, I can completely understand why mm. he feels that way because it's not a good feeling when you accomplish something and the people in your inner circle are not rooting for you. Yeah, it hurts. Right? Like, that's not a easy thing to deal with and I don't think if you I think if you're not an insightful person you might not even know why you're feeling like jaded almost but you're feeling jaded right Mm -hmm. like because I wonder if people were celebrating it and you know like rooting for them and all those pieces would he be wondering if they're too young do you know Mm -hmm. like so I kind of feel like Lauren your friends are processing really and they're probably in the mix of all that stuff they're they're thinking about their own stuff as i said like i don't think everyone needs to want to get married but i don't care what anybody says seeing somebody get engaged whether you are for or against marriage is still another step in a relationship where somebody's clearly committed to something Mm. right whether it's now not saying it's going to be forever but right now they're committed and i think that can make anybody feel some type of way if you're not in a secure relationship and you want a secure relationship mm-hmm. right like your single friend who wants to be single a bachelor for the rest of your life might not give a crap yeah. but that friend who actually w- won't genuinely would genuinely want to settle down with somebody might kind of have this reaction where they, it might have it sounds unexpected it doesn't sound like this was something that everybody necessarily knew about mm-hmm. so it's just like everyone's processing it their own way and unfortunately sometimes people are shitheads and they just they kind of rain on your parade without even probably knowing yeah. that they're raining on your guys' parade. Like, exactly. they might have made all those little comments thinking it was light, like mm-hmm. lighthearted, and not realizing, like, what you guys needed in that moment was people to cheer for you, not to throw in a bunch of negativity that was, like, unnecessary or unwarranted. Mm-hmm. Now, usually, I will do the professional advice on my lonesome. But now that we have a clinical social worker in the room, <laughs> why not, right? So, 
Can you give us your professional perspective on how you would probably just quickly, of course, because we know it doesn't happen overnight, but how you would even, if you had to do a, you know, solution focus, whatever you want to look at, like just a quick session with somebody, like, what are you telling that person who's coming in saying, am I getting married too young? Cause this is what my friends have said. Like what, where would you even start? Because it's impacting their relationship, right? So more so, where would you start in terms of making sure that they stay in the space they want to stay? I would do some narrative therapy work Mm -hmm. around the identity piece. Mm -hmm. So So pause. What is narrative therapy for those who are unaware? Like Okay, Okay, so narrative therapy is a storytelling form of therapy. So Mm -hmm. it's the way um, it looks at how... It looks at the idea. It looks through the note or the the lens that mm-hmm. we all have. We have multiple identities, yeah. and oftentimes those identities are put in place mm-hmm. from other people. Yeah. Whether it's different experiences, whether it's old, you know, relatives, whether it's cultural expectations, societal expectations, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. So, it basically looks at whether. Um, the opinion that you're holding that you're you're that's coming up for you is something that you truly believe mm-hmm. or is that coming from some a place of somewhere somewhere else mm-hmm. and why um, are you giving or why is that opinion um, why does that opinion have so much power over yeah. your life essentially mm-hmm. um, that's the base the basic yeah. synopsis um, I would ask her you know or at Lauren I'd ask you why why these opinions are impacting you this yeah. much and it's really want to explore the why this impi- those mm-hmm. opinions are so impactful is you know and why these people have you know so much membership yeah. over your life essentially so kind of even what it sounds like is you're not even so much focused on lauren no as, even though lauren you wrote in it's more focused on lauren's boyfriend who's because mm-hmm. lauren's kind of saying like i'm fine with these comments mm-hmm. like may have you know i took them on the chin right but her boyfriend is kind of in that space where he's wondering and you're saying might be something that you might just want to take a second look into right mm-hmm. i think i like i definitely agree i think one thing i wrote down was what you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier where you're saying surround yourself with people with similar experiences yeah. it's not saying you have to cut off everybody but i was like immediately thinking it would probably be beneficial to start to have at least one friend mm-hmm. like or gain one friend who is going through something similar to you it's not to say it's going to mirror your experience and stuff but as you said it, it's always nice to have somebody who's yeah. like you know who's either been through it or who's going through it to speak to, right? Or who understands it better. Mm -hmm. Not to say your single friends don't understand, not to, you know, but it's just, I think for myself at least, I'm not engaged. Still waiting. (laughs) (laughs) Still waiting. Okay. Just going to put that out there. But, you know, I feel like I would want to come to somebody who's gone through it or somebody who's going through it. Before I go to my single friend or even, as you said, to my friend who doesn't have that same commitment to somebody. Mm-hmm. It's going to be easier, in my opinion, for you to have a friend tell you, you know, like, not even tell you, but say you tell a story, right? That friend who's not married or that friend who's not engaged, reaction is going to be so different. It's going to be like, what? He said that too. No, you need to, like, you know you what I mean? You need to leave him. Yeah, or it's just like, you need to say this. Or like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Where it's like, somebody who's married or even engaged might look at it more like, okay, well, how can you guys talk this through? How can you make sure this doesn't yeah. happen? You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of yeah. takes a little bit and, more time. And the reality is, too, it's some, a lot of times it's difficult to even find that friend and that yeah. mentor, too. So, 
I like to, you know, work with empowering your, your, yourself. You know, empowering yourself. Mm-hmm. So how can you be that mentor for yourself? So true. How can you be confident in the decisions that you're mm-hmm. making? Or even where, for each other, maybe? And for, yeah, and for like each other. Like for Lauren yeah. and her partner, like you guys are like that Lauren person. Like Lauren can be that person for him like mm-hmm. and, and encourage him and tell mm-hmm. him that it's okay and I'm your cheerleader and, mm-hmm. you know, you're a strong person, et cetera, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Right? But... Oftentimes you can't, you don't, you, you're stuck with the friends that you have. Yeah, yeah. So it might not be as easy to go out and find somebody you can yeah. trust to like share your whole business with. And yeah, yeah so true. So, so find true. Those, that strength in yourself and, mm. and be confident in your decisions mm. and recognize that, you know, it's okay to question a decision that you're making. It's such yeah. a huge life decision, but you've made that decision mm. for a reason. Yeah. And I think the last thing I would just say to you guys is, People are, it's, it's okay that your friends are expressing opinions that may not, like, align with yeah. your guys' decision, but it doesn't need to interfere with your joy, right? Like, exactly. whether whether they come around or they don't come around, like, as I said, to each their own, everybody has completely different views on marriage, I think, nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you guys need to find, whether it's through laughter or joking or, you know what I mean, banter or whatever you want to do, but, like, find a way to be comfortable with the fact that your friends might not think this is going to work until they see it work almost you know what i mean like mm-hmm. so that's just that is just the reality because some relationships people actually need to see go through like five years before they're like oh actually and one thing i learned through the whole wedding the planning process is that your partner is your ride or die mm-hmm. and you have to filter out those opinions because it will only get worse mm-hmm. and when the baby comes it'll only get worse mm-hmm. right so you have to learn how to filter out those opinions mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking about babies, I think it's time we go to our second entry. So our second entry was more of a follow-up question to our entry written in from Atola, which was on episode 18 with Casey Palmer, surrounding stay-at-home fathers. So anyways, this was written in by Brandon, who lives in North York and wants to know our thoughts around men taking off work for paternity leave and whether that would impact their masculinity from a working woman's perspective. So in other words, he wants us to know what we think about men taking off for paternity leave. So I'll let you go first with your first opinion. I think the reality is is that we live in a society with gender roles, right? Mm -hmm. We we try to question those roles and challenge those roles, but Mm -hmm. what's ingrained in us are those gender roles. And part of the gender role is that mom usually stays home with the kids yeah so oftentimes there's going to be that you know pushback or judgment or judgment Mm -hmm. when dad is staying home with the kids Mm -hmm. i think for myself i'm like kind of like you said i work in the field where of course we want to be as gender fluid as we can in terms of like our professional perspective or Mm -hmm. just like you know what i mean like when we're taking it in we don't like to put people in a box and we know that not every like it's not we're humans are not cookie cutter like we can't have everybody the same type of thing Mm -hmm. so i don't like to think that it would bother me Mm -hmm. but i do feel like it would bother me and Mm -hmm. it probably would bother me to be honest, weirdly enough, even though he's asking if it impacts their masculinity, mm-hmm. I genuinely feel like it would impact my femininity. Like, I feel like mm. people coming to me and, like, you know, just knowing I had a baby and 
at whether you're a close friend or not, mm-hmm. it's not hard to see somebody's come back from maternity leave quickly or quicker than others, right? Yeah. So just even people being like, oh, I didn't know you're back. Mm-hmm. And me having to then be like, oh, yeah, my husband's at home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I would actually be more bothered just because I was, I feel like I'll walk away thinking, oh, well, do they think that I wasn't fit? Like, do they think it was too stressful for me to take care of the kid? Do they think that, you know, my motherhood skills didn't kick in? Like, I, weirdly enough, don't even actually care about what it looks like for mm-hmm. my partner and whether yeah. people are, like, happy or sad or, you know yeah. what I mean? And it goes, it, me. it really, that goes back to the perspective of placing the values of people. Yeah. The, placing, you know, a huge emphasis and value on how people... Um, think about you and the yeah, things exactly. that people have of you and, and even motherhood like yeah. you know what I mean like that that oh natural instinct mm-hmm. and all those things I I think it like you said it's a big part of many females whether we like to believe it or not mm-hmm. and that paternity leave for me I do feel like and I do think for others like it seriously would go back to are you fit like were you like yeah. Like, why can't you stay mm-hmm. at home with your baby for nine months? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And then the reality is people choose to, you know, to to, to have parenting leave mm-hmm. for multiple reasons. Financial yeah. reasons. Exactly. You know, whatever it is. Exactly. And who's making more. And who's making who more. more. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I do think it's okay. What a lot of people do is mom will do six months and then dad will do six months yeah. so that they each have an equal Six amount months. of time to bond with the baby. Yeah. Um, but I think what works for your, like you do whatever works for your family. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and really challenge when you're feeling negative about that situation. Mm-hmm. Where's that coming from? Yeah. Why are you feeling negative? Mm-hmm. Is it because of the actual situation or is it because of what people yeah. think? Right. And even when you're saying like from a working woman's perspective, even just simply saying from a working woman's perspective, I feel like automatically my brain goes to like, you know, like that, like real 10 hour, like, mm-hmm. you know, pantsuits, working late, yeah. like, you know, pop to our, <laughs> like, you just go to like this really strong, almost woman in mm-hmm. your brain. Like, even though really a uh, working woman's perspective could be somebody just working the regular nine to five, you know what I mean? Like not necessarily in a corporate world, mm-hmm. right? Maybe just in retail, maybe just in fast food, but you automatically, when somebody says from a working woman's perspective, mm-hmm. think of that career oriented female mm-hmm. right so if you're when you're saying does it impact the man's masculinity i assume this person who wrote who's writing in the question is really asking it surrounding that type of situation and i would say that it's only going to impact their masculinity if that person in that relationship finds other ways for you know what i mean yeah. like to kind of like you, it to only like undermine your masculinity if you let it impact yeah exactly like you're letting if, if somebody's always undermining it of course then of course you going on paternity leave is going to be like mm-hmm. you know ammo basically like mm-hmm. this is legit like if somebody legit doesn't respect you as a man basically mm-hmm. of course when you go I'm going to go on paternity leave or I want to go on paternity leave or, you know what I mean? Like anything like that is like, you know, this is actually something that has come up, Mm -hmm. um, in, in my work Mm -hmm. actually. 
And it the situation, it boiled down to the fact that she just simply doesn't respect her husband. Yeah. Right? It was bigger than the fact that he was, Wanted to do paternity he leave. Was, you know, and he, he actually extended that. He's a stay-at-home dad. Oh, okay. And she doesn't respect him. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. oftentimes, it's bigger than this actual situation, yeah. right? I definitely think that because I was even just thinking... Like, I, when I was on the episode with Casey Palmer, he was saying, like, just that viewpoint of males taking care of their kids. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost like, you know, like, oh, my gosh, so like, you're dropping them off. Oh, my gosh. So, I'm kind of yeah. like, when somebody, even, in, like, when somebody's not looking at it from that perspective, just the same way we would think that, you know, people glamorize it. It's for a reason. Yeah. There's, like, you know, it's, it's more than this comment. It's, like their own upbringing blah, blah blah there's no different than when somebody's making it seem like an issue that you want to stay home with your kid for six mm-hmm. months right mm-hmm. like for myself it's not about like i said it's not about my partner even though he might feel like it's about him making the choice to stay home in his masculinity it's actually about me and my own insecurities around motherhood and womanhood I, that i think i would have because i don't got no babies but you know <laughs> what I mean? like like my yeah, pretend baby up. That's what I'm thinking. It's me. It's not about that person. So I'm kind of feeling the same way. It's like, if this is... And I guess what I'm also thinking is, even if I didn't respect the choice, like your coworker you're mentioning, Mm -hmm. I don't even think I would make my partner aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. because for you to impact somebody's masculinity, you have to actually... Your thoughts actually have to turn into behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it has to actually... Nobody can know your thoughts around it. Mm-hmm. So that means you actually started, you know, being a little bit rough when you put away the stuff. Like, you're, yeah. like people oh. are seeing you. Or oh. you're, exactly. Yeah. You're making oh. comments. You know, I'm the one that was at work all day. Exactly. Right? And, yeah. And it's it, that's interesting because on the flip side, mm-hmm. there are relationships where mom's at home on maternity leave and yeah. dad's coming home and criticizing her. Exactly. Right? So exactly. I'm both sides of the coin were guilty of... Mm-hmm being critical towards opposite gender exactly. when we feel like we are doing more in a relationship exactly. or in a household. Exactly. It's like no matter what way, like you said, it doesn't really even matter then. Uh, it's not even anymore about this yeah. paternity leave, maternity leave. This mm-hmm. is more about you having the respect for the person in general. Exactly. Right? Like, and you know what? I also kind of feel like I, I don't know because we live in that gen- like we're still, I feel like as a society, we're moving, we move forward quickly. Yeah. So I don't feel like a lot of relationships would have time to even have talked about this. Like if you got together with somebody even three years ago, of course paternity leave was around, but it wasn't as out there. It wasn't mm-hmm. as like common, right? So it might not, not even been a topic in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Some A male might not even have thought it was an option, right? For them to stay home. Whether they wanted to stay home with their babies or not, who knows? Maybe for donkey years, men have just been craving to take care of their kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Said loosely. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like maybe that, maybe that was a thing. Would they have been comfortable even saying it? It's not like we had this thing. An op- we didn't have this option for a man to stand up and say, I want to I want to spend six months with my kid and get yeah. to know my kid, right? And I might even say that some people might think it's a good thing because let's, be, let's face it, a lot of people say, well, the reason why, you know, you're a mother is more attached or, you know, has a bigger bond is because they spend that much time with the baby, right? So it's kind of like, well, if... I was looking at it and I was trying to be positive. I'd be like, well, that's six months now for you to get to know this little guy or this little girl, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's intimate times that you're allowed to now have with them and inside jokes and, you know, get to know 
what is a feeding cry versus like all those things. If you're trying to be positive about it, then you might think of it that way because then it's still their it's their kid too. Yeah. Right? Why why do we look at it? It's interesting because we look at being a mom as an expectation. Yeah. And then being a dad as you know, it's like a choice a almost. Yeah, a volunteer, yeah. Um, a volunteer yeah. job. You clock in and clock yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. Like, why do we look at it as that? Why we really have to question and challenge our idea and notion yeah. around parenting in in general. Like, why do we look at it like that? Why? Yeah. Can't, like, who cares? Parenting leave, fine. Go ahead. Why? Exactly. And we would never ever if I'm, even just extending maternity leaves. Like, look how much women extend maternity leaves. Like, they're like, I want to spend more time mm-hmm. with my baby. I'm not ready to like, you know, go back to work yet. Like, I, we still have bonding to do almost. Yeah. And we never say to a woman, well, why wasn't nine months enough for you to bond? Exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of similar. Like, why are we saying to a man, like, why isn't after work enough for you to bond? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's like, what is the what's the difference if if this man wants to do that and that's why i say and i'm i can't like you know brandon this is i feel like we're coming from a perspective of people who already sit and look into ourselves a lot like that's like kind of like that's what we do all yeah. day almost right it's like we reflect and you know we like look at it from a new perspective and all but I, day long yeah i don't think the average person is going to put that much effort into it no. you know like let's be honest it's so true. when you say if it's going to impact their masculinity um, or if that war- worker woman's going to think it's going to impact their masculinity, I think they might just be surface level, right? Like, this feels uncomfortable for me. Therefore, this has to be about you, not me. Like, my me sitting in this discomfort right now is about you and the yeah. fact that you're staying home as a man. Like, they're not going to sit there and be like, oh, how can I, hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what we're doing, they probably won't do that. So, I don't think the average woman is going to not feel like this doesn't say something about your masculinity. Hmm. I I genuinely just don't feel like it. I think that we, as a society, yeah. like to think we're further along. And we're not. Exactly. We're not. We're, we're not. We're really not. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think we're there. I think it's nice. I do appreciate the fact that we're, like you said, we're pushing and, you know, breaking those boundaries and, like, pushing back for things and questioning things. But I often think that, the people questioning stuff is not as many as we think, you know, like the questions are there, but like, who's asking the question? Is it people from the mental health field? Is it people, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, is it social workers? Who's asking? Like not the average. I can't say the average, but a lot of people aren't. Yeah. Critical and self-reflective exactly. and think all day. A lot of people don't think like that. Exactly. So, like you said, they're gonna put it on the other person. Exactly. And then I'll always have a job. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily. No. <laughs> no, it's true. I honestly am thinking like so I true. I'm like I'm, I'm like no, yeah, no, no. But then I'm like honestly, be, and I just say that because I know a lot of um, people whose partner is not in the field at all, mm-hmm. and even just something as simple simple for us like what we think is so simple like just gender fluidity like Mm -hmm. we think that is so simple like Mm -hmm. we don't understand what you don't understand you don't understand but when i when my co-workers actually explain like their positions you know decision or whatever their stance on stuff a lot of times they're really surface like it's really like they understand it we're talking about random social issues exactly and i'm hearing the opinion i'm like oh that's it yeah. Like that that's just it. That's it. There's no and, more and, reflection. Yeah. There's no 
more insight. It's literally like, I'm not saying that they're, I'm not saying you aren't educated not no. enough for you to understand, but I think we often go a lot further than those people do. Like, even it was just funny because one lady was talking and she was like, just her husband literally was like, told her, he's like, I get it. I just don't care. Yeah. Like, and it's just, and, and I think yeah, that's the same for all these what? things sometimes. One thing isn't better than the other, right? Because yeah. sometimes being yeah. too reflective, where does that <laughs> yeah. get you? Yeah. Sometimes it just throws me in for a loop and I feel like I'm in... <laughs> Um, then we're here 15 minutes later movie and i'm going and going and relax right so one thing isn't definitely one thing isn't better than the other um but i still encourage self-reflection because it could save and help you mend a lot of problems and there's Mm. no problem with paternity no i don't think there's there's no issue i know i know a lot of women that would just love to go back to work yeah because their child drives them crazy exactly (laughs) exactly and i don't and i think like you said i think both sides of it like both what just similar to the pressure on the like for anything even though there's pressure on the man there's more than likely some sort of pressure that the woman is feeling you know Mm -hmm. like we're thinking you're you as a male are thinking so much about your paternity leave and like how that's affecting you and your masculinity but I feel like the same is happening on the other side of the coin, but you're not able to even be, be you're not aware of it. You don't care about it because you, you like, you're having to deal with this stigma, yeah. stereotype, all these, you know, comments, yeah. judgment. So while you're like trying to just deflect and defend and like love on your baby, you, you yeah. kind of forget that this other person is going through that, that thing all day long at work, yeah. which is like, Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I wish and, my yeah, husband did and I that. Think, I think with that being said, it's just if for both questions, yeah. it's so important just to communicate yeah. with your partner. Once if that is solid, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. You won't care yeah. about the outside noise. Just communicate with your partner and build that solid foundation mm-hmm. so that house isn't shaking when yeah. people have you're throwing rocks right? and i feel like like humor like it's okay for you to recognize that you're doing stuff out of the norm even exactly. like it's okay for you to like you know like i i don't know i just find like for myself even just like one thing i would say is the last three years my partner was in school so he wasn't working at all mm-hmm. right so who whether that actually impacted his masculinity or not i have no clue i can't tell because he's on fortnite all day so i don't know <laughs> but the point is right like it might have but I often made jokes, you know, like, all right, well, time for me to go work. Somebody has to be the breadwinner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just made jokes. Like, just it's like, have, it's you know nothing, what I mean? Like, don't take it so, so serious. Yeah. Like, you know, like those, that, those gender roles, as you said, they're there. Yeah. And they might very well be a part of your relationship or may, may not. But whether it is or not, we all know that in society, they're still there. So, be like have fun like it doesn't have to be so serious everyone doesn't have to be fluid everyone doesn't have to be you know accepting of it blah Mm. blah blah but i think at least in your own relationship it's okay to recognize that you guys are doing something abnormal yeah because at the end of the day that's what it is it's it's not okay yeah one person isn't the same as the next yeah so that's what it is. Yeah. In terms of our professional advice, we don't have any. No. We don't. <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. We don't have any. Just because we didn't, there was no real entry. It was more just of a general question. Yeah. We don't know enough, I guess, to steer you in yeah. the right direction. And I wouldn't tell a client my personal opinion about Exactly. This wouldn't even be something yeah. about self-disclosure. Yeah. It's so true. It's not professional. And it has nothing to do with it, right? Yeah. Just because we, you know a household is structured so differently... 
and I think it would it depends on too, too many variables too many so by the time you like yeah I'm so with you like by the time you even self disclose culture upbringing it's too much no, like it just, there's just too much where and for anybody who's unaware like self disclosure is letting your clients know things about yourself right your own personal business basically and you're really only supposed to go through it if it's beneficial to the client mm-hmm. and I don't think it would be beneficial it if you be. came in and asked me my opinion on paternity leave. And here I, I am, like, I don't agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't agree. Yeah. And my, my client's like, okay, thank you. Yeah. See you never. I'll see you never. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't. And that is because we are we have a Caribbean background. Yeah. So, like, we're, our minds are already jaded. Yeah. Yeah. Just ha- It can't work. Sorry, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you, Sinead, for coming on. And I want to thank everyone else for listening. Stay connected with Miss Confidentiality. I'm always doing serial committer surveys on Instagram and Facebook. Also, check out all the rest of Miss Confidentiality episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Playlist, and every other major platform. If you have an entry of your own, please submit it at Miss Confidentiality with two Ys at gmail.com or just DM me like everyone else. Bye, lovelies.